This is the Best Friends Podcast, dedicated to sharing the people and programs that are ending the killing of cats and dogs in America's animal shelters. You'll hear from animal welfare leaders from across the movement who will share the innovative and collaborative work that are creating life-saving successes in communities of all sizes. Today is Tuesday, May 26th, and I'm John Dunn. A reminder that we love email here at the Best Friends Podcast about whatever. Something you want to hear about, maybe you want to be a guest. Send us an email, podcast at bestfriends.org. That's podcast at bestfriends.org. Jessica Gutman started working for Best Friends in 2017, implementing community cat programs, which is not an easy job. And then she worked with shelters across the state of Utah, helping them implement life-saving programs. I really enjoy taking on big challenges and organizing chaos, as it were. For her next challenge, or should we say mission. I always think of it as, do you see um, like the Mission Impossible movie where Tom Cruise gets, he's like on the plane and they give him like the thing and it tells him what his like next mission is. <laughs> like, here's where you're going. I don't know. It kind of feels like that to me. Here's your next mission. Go accomplish this. But this is definitely Mission Possible. Oh man, I'm I'm ashamed of myself for that. But it is true. If you know what you're doing and why, it's all possible. On episode 12, my chat with Brent Tolner, we talked about the life-saving community dashboard. Now, this is something you can access on the Best Friends website. We'll have a link up on the episode 14 page, bestfriends.org slash podcast. Again, bestfriends.org slash podcast. Now, the data that drives that dashboard, the whole thing, it's amazing. Now, this tool is meant to give you the information on what's happening where you live. So you'll find the data overall for animals killed nationally, down to the state level, and all the way down to your community. It's super cool. It also allows best friends to look at specific areas that have the biggest life-saving gaps. And then, where can best friends have the biggest impact? You know me. I could talk forever about nothing. <laughs> That's the illustrious Michelle Logan. I assure you, she does not talk about nothing. I'm the director of National Shelter Embed Programming for Best Friends Animal Society. Okay, so we have this data. It tells us where the most animals are being killed. But then what? At best Friends, in the right circumstances, something called the Embed Program is deployed. In a nutshell, is really about having one of our experienced expert staff spend time in a shelter working side by side with the staff there to really help implement systemic change that will um, help reduce the life-saving gap at that shelter, but also set them up for sustainability when our individual staff member is no longer there. One of the previous areas that was identified that needed some help was Edinburgh, Texas, had the biggest life-saving gap in the country at the time. Best Friends helped Palm Valley Animal Society increase their life-saving rates. It's crazy. Up 35% from when Best Friends arrived in 2018. The first quarter of this year, 89.4%. A lot of the decisions in terms of where we're going to have staff really come down to, there's a lot of nuances to that. The different relationships we have with agencies, the openness and willingness of agencies to want to work with us. The panhandle of Florida was identified as one of kind of the air quote hotspots in the state, you know, where there were several agencies that had large life-saving gaps 
um, and could use some extra assistance. The panhandle of Florida, it's a pretty big chunk of the state. On the west side starts at the Alabama state line, heading east to Tallahassee or so. It seems no one can decide quite where it ends. One county in particular, Santa Rosa, the data showed a good size gap. As we were there and meeting with the, the shelter leadership team, as well as the shelter staff, it quickly became pretty evident that this was a collaborative team that could really benefit from this level of support. If you know where Pensacola is, Santa Rosa is the county next door to the east. The county seat, Milton, is about a half hour northeast of Pensacola. Okay, so now we know what it is and the why of where, what about the who? I worked with the leadership team at Santa Rosa to have them be part of the selection process. Given the nature of the relationship, it's not a great idea to just put anyone in there. It's like a long-term relationship. So resumes and job interviews. Collectively, we all decided that Jessica Gutman was the ideal fit for their agency. I saw it as a really good opportunity to make a huge impact in life-saving. Jessica, or maybe we should call her Ethan Hunt, she is a Best Friends employee, salary paid by Best Friends. But in case you didn't catch it, her title is Manager of Operations Embed at Santa Rosa County Animal Services, and she's placed on their org chart. This county has made some progress in the last couple of years. Dr. Sarah Pisano and her organization, Team Shelter USA, did an assessment, provided Santa Rosa with recommendations. They followed them and it made a big difference, but more work is needed. They still were trying to weed through all the noise of all the resources and figure out what was that direct path towards that that final victory lap, if you want to call it that. With me coming here, it, the goal is to get them to that next level to get up to no-kill. And last month in April, we were at an 82% save rate. Okay, so I'll get back to Jessica and Santa Rosa County Animal Services and what's happening now in just a minute. But let's jump back a bit. I was sitting down with a couple other people and I said, I guess you know, we got to really do something. And so we started a nonprofit. AHOPE actually stands for Animal Health Outreach Prevention and Education. We strive to lessen intake at the local shelter in order to decrease euthanasia. Brandy Winkleman today is the president of AHOPE. Before she founded that organization, she started as a volunteer at Santa Rosa. The very first time I volunteered there, it was during an adoption event, and we adopted out like 40-something animals that day, and I was addicted. Brandy's journey as a volunteer with Santa Rosa ended as it sometimes does in our world. I could only be angry and upset and sad for so long before I, you know, decided that, hey, you know, nothing to lose now, so let's start sharing information. And so that's whenever I started posting the stats. This is a good, tight-knit community, and a lot of people have lived here most of their lives, and they had no idea that we were euthanizing almost 5,000 to 6,000 animals a year, every year. Now, the work of Santa Rosa County Animal Services was being called into question. They lacked so much transparency that now I was putting it out there and they felt like I was making the community hate them and blast them more. And it was never my intention. It was my intention to get them assistance, you know. I started working to change their mindset from being angry at the shelter and the shelter staff and the, the people inside of it 
to being upset that the community was allowing this to happen and the community needed to step up. And they did. And they absolutely did. So what about Santa Rosa Animal Services? Yes, sir. Actually, June 21st will be 21 years. So yes, sir, I have been there a long time and have loved every minute of it. Dora Thomason, currently the shelter director, started as a kennel tech. People make fun of me because of my name. They call me Dora the Explorer. You know, to me, Every day is an adventure at the shelter in some way. She's mild-mannered and has this really kind, sweet, optimistic point of view. But transitions aren't always easy. And as we've talked about in previous episodes of the podcast, the way we've always done it mentality can be a barrier. And I'll be honest with you, it was kind of a little scary for me at first because as a municipality, you think you've got to be able to problem solve and handle it all on your own. The mentality of sheltering was different years ago, that you felt like you had to take on this initiative all by yourself. And we have definitely learned otherwise and that people want to help us. And we certainly want to embrace that. And we simply now, I look at it as we can't do it without the community if we want to save as many lives as we possibly can. Okay, so it's 2020. Jessica moves to Florida. They had made big strides in the year prior to me coming here because they did get a veterinarian on staff, which helped make a lot of improvements. Sometimes what it takes to be more successful are the things that you might not even think of. No, we don't have Wi-Fi. The technology's a little... All right. Problem identified. I bought an iPad with a cell plan on it so I can do some work. And since then, we were able to get some additional iPads for the shelter staff. Problem solved. They can use that for using like our shelter software kind of around the building or in the kennels. So that's been an improvement to have that. So on the programmatic side, what is contributing to the success? I think it's a combination of things. The return to field program was a big help because feral cats were a very at-risk population at the shelter. But I think overall, one of the big things that we did was just treat every animal as an individual. COVID-19 affected Santa Rosa just as it did everywhere else. And the result was positive. Programmatic changes such as open adoptions and managed intake, they were either in progress or on the roadmap, but overnight, they had to happen. So we reached out to the community uh, through our social media, asking them if they could foster or adopt, and it was madness in a good way. We would normally have a few adoptions a day. I think it was Friday, our first day of doing it. There had to be around 50 or 60 animals that left into adoptive or foster homes, which was incredible. And we cleared the shelter in four days. It's been really great. We've, we're trying all kinds of things. There's, you know, we're really thinking outside the box, you know, just trying to implement things that will make a positive change for the animals and our community. Going beyond COVID-19 times, Santa Rosa County has a lot of positive things coming. Historically, veterinary services have been sparse and the demand is super high. I drive two and a half hours one way every other week to fix 50 to 75 of our animals for the general public. Brandy and Ahope are looking to put an end to that. They bought a 25-acre plot of land and are fundraising to construct a new clinic. The clinic there is going to be another game changer because we don't have anywhere 
to take community cats around here that will fix them on a mass level. So that's why we drive two and a half hours away. The AHOPE clinic, when completed, will be huge for the area, but a better solution is needed now. Currently, Santa Rosa County Animal Services has to transport animals off-site for spay-neuter surgeries prior to adoption. So problem identified, problem solved. They found a much better use for a food storage room at the shelter. For around $35,000, we were able to gift Santa Rosa all of the equipment they needed to outfit two rooms that, that they currently have at the shelter so that the veterinarian could start doing surgery now in-house. Now that we have in-house, we're going to have a faster turnaround so those animals will be moving out quicker as well. Everything's making a big difference. Last month for the month of April, their life-saving gap was eight animals. April was obviously peak COVID. Those numbers will fluctuate as life returns to whatever it's going to be post-COVID. But Dora has a message for her community. This shelter belongs to you, and I want it to be the best shelter in this area and for you to be proud of your shelter. And they are very proud. And even last week, we saw in one of the local newspapers, somebody wrote into the editorial section about the good work that uh, is happening at Santa Rosa. So the community, I think, is really embracing the changes and really happy with what's going on. No Kill 2025 is about every shelter. And I told you this was a Florida panhandle story, which is more than one county. Escambia County next door, which is where Pensacola is, they've got a life-saving gap of their own. In 2019, the save rate there was 63%. They take in about 2,000 more animals a year than Santa Rosa. The Pensacola Humane Society has sort of taken a new direction in how we're partnering with the municipal shelters primarily, but also other rescue groups. Jennifer Bittner is the executive director of the Pensacola Humane Society. They've been around for 77 years. That's a long time for an organization, and we've certainly changed and transformed over those 77 years. You know, even back 10, 15 years ago, they, they started, you know, working towards building out, um, you know, some support programs. But for whatever reason, it just wasn't something that happened. Regardless of the past, Jennifer says the landscape there has changed considerably in the last three years since she's been at Pensacola Humane. You know, a lot of it just is because the leadership being will, willing to collaborate and be open. As leaders, you have to make the commitment to driving the change. And if we don't do it, no one else is going to. And it's incredibly important to note that each of these experiences builds a better best friends team. They know more today than they did before Palm Valley. And that knowledge they're putting to use now. So they'll be better for the next. Our staff are learning from the shelter staff as well. Every shelter assessment I go on, I pick up something amazing that a shelter is doing that I can take to another shelter. So it's not that we're, you know, know everything. It's about the partnership and the collaboration, meeting people where they're at and working together to the next life-saving level. So while we can't say mission accomplished just yet, things are looking good. The numbers have just been declining like crazy. You can see that change can happen. The community has stepped up big time. I'm just really excited for the things that are yet to come. I have no doubt that we're gonna be able to accomplish anything that we set our minds to. Oh, and uh, by the way, what's the timeline? I'm through the end of the year. Right now, the aim is the end of December. So Jessica will have to wait before she again hears. Your mission, should you choose to accept it. All right, well, might be some copyright issues there. I have no idea if 
I'm allowed to do that or not. If I've caused a problem, best friends, attorneys, I apologize in advance. Thank you to you for listening to the podcast and for subscribing wherever you listen. I'd like to thank the producers of the show, Tawny Hammond, Amy Charlton, and Mark Peralta. Please take care of yourselves and each other and be safe. I'm John Dunn, and this is the Best Friends Podcast.